This week on Jesus Center Stage, we talk about bad habits at the drive-thru window and mistakes. We've all made them, but as a believer, what do we do then? Recording, I'll let you decide. Uh, decide what? What am I deciding? How we're going to start this podcast. I don't know. What you were supposed to figure out before you well, hit the record remember button. Remember earlier when I said, sometimes you got to make decisions on these things. Yeah, well, you know how me and decisions go. Look, I'm glad you let us here because now I know how to start. Anybody, anybody, any of our listeners, if you ever see us, at a drive-thru. Oh, no. <laughs> do not get behind us. It's not that bad. It's it's terrible. Uh, this, is, this is a typical drive-thru experience. Me. Do you, honey, do you know what you want before we get here to the, to the, to, what do they call that place? I don't know. The, the speaker. speaker, I guess. Yeah. And then you say, yes, I want a number two, no tomatoes. I say, okay. So, as the... We're rolling to a stop at the speaker. You say, <laughs> wait, I changed my mind. I want a number four, no tomatoes. Okay, so then the woman asks, what, what would you want? So then I say, I want a number four with no, and when I get right there, you say, oh, wait, 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 I think I changed my mind again. <laughs> so then I have to stop. <laughs> So okay, first of all, and then at I least have to I'm tell con- that woman, hang on just a second. We might have to change this one. First of all, oh, I'm not done. Uh, yes, you are. First of all, at least I'm consistent with no tomatoes. Second of all, it is not that bad it's every bad. time. You're like combining every drive-through experience into one story, and I feel like that is painting me in an unfair light. Well, that's now, not fair. So as we finally get this situated, we roll forward to go to the window to pay in which time you say (laughs) i've got a coupon here it's on my phone and then either they don't accept that coupon they said we should have told them about the coupon before we ordered which we couldn't have because you didn't know what you ordered it was like on a list of nine things that you was going to order again unfair you were combining like nine different drive-through experiences mm. into one story but have i said anything that's not true yet i didn't say it was untrue but <laughs> okay. the way that you're combining it makes it untrue okay i'm just saying if you get in line and you see me and elsie in front of you just know it might take a minute because we're going to go through coupons okay i'm just trying orders. to be a good wife and save your money okay that's all so i can this buy shoes true. later but that's that's the whole point. Sometimes here. you gotta weigh the time that we spend is in the frustration. Is it worth the money or do we pay the extra thirteen cents? Hey, I saved more than that. Mm. Okay. Thank Anyways, you very much. now that we got that, how you wanna start this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Can we like erase that because nobody <laughs> wants to know? They want to know if, the, in case they're behind us. But I cannot be the only one who has a hard time deciding at the drive-thru. Like, I feel rushed, okay? Because there's, like, first of all, you Because you didn't know we was going to go there. No. Well, sometimes not. But here, you rush me because you, like, giving me a hard time about changing my mind. And so then I, like, make a quick decision, a snap decision. And then I think about it for a minute, and it's not really what I want. And Mm. you have taught me that I should get what I really want. This is my favorite. So, 
And, Long and story short, this is all your fault. This is my favorite one, and and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not going to be. Is well, that's confidence. Is when we're we're ro- we're still out on the street, getting ready to turn into the restaurant, and you say these words, "Babe, I already know what I want. <laughs> Aren't you proud of me?" And I say, "Yeah, I am." So I roll up to the to the drive-through. <laughs> And then the whole process starts again. Hang on. I think I changed my mind. because there's something on the menu I forgot about, okay? <laughs> Listen, it's because I'm not a picky eater, okay? I like all kinds of food. I like lots of food. I like different food. I do not order the same thing every single time. You eat the same exact thing every single time, okay? I'm guilty so, as charged. Except, you know. except at Taco Bell because I want to eat the Mexican pizza, which they got rid of. Which, if anybody that listens to this podcast is any way connected to Taco Bell, <laughs> you let them know I'm very upset about this the Mexican pizza. This is a cry for death. This is a desperate cry. It is. Cry. I joined a Facebook group called Bring Back the Mexican Pizza. <laughs> this has gone yes. too far. It's, it's, it's a terrible <laughs> thing. There's like so many other things on the menu and you're just picky, okay? Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead. Give me a hard time for liking more than one thing. That's not what the hard time is. The hard time is about changing your mind while we're sitting or I've already made the order. <laughs> and then you go, well, hang on, tell them, tell them to hang on a minute. <laughs> I don't make them change it. Okay. So, uh, other than drive through situations, what have you been doing? Mm-hmm. Vacation. Same. Vacation like. Trying to catch up it, from it, vacation. Yeah, it like threw us off everything. Yeah, we, we, came back, home, we came home on a Wednesday and thought Thursday was Monday. Yeah, because... It you was put the, the first, trash first out. day back at work. Yeah, I took the trash out because it was, the in funny, my mind, it was Monday. The funny thing about that is you said when you got home that you thought it was Monday the whole day. Because when you went to get mm-hmm. the trash can, you're like, why didn't they get the trash today? Yeah, I, opened like, it, I went to pull it and it was heavy and I opened it up and looked and it still had trash in it. I'm like, is today a holiday? No. <laughs> no, it's just Thursday. It's Thursday. <laughs> but that's what happens when you when you go back to work for the first day of the week on a Thursday. Yeah, I'm um, still trying to catch up school and sleep and the housework and laundry and like it's just really everything thrown like it's just thrown yeah. everything off routine. And and anyone who listens regularly knows I really look forward to to deer season, uh, which opened this past Saturday. So we didn't get home until Thursday or Wednesday, uh, and then you know Thursday and Friday, and I'm and I'm wanting to be ready for Saturday and. Um, uh, just to keep it short and simple, it didn't go real well. Yeah, uh, you know why? Because too many people wanted, there wanted was, to hunt. Yeah. That's why he didn't have a good we, day because there was too many people. Yeah, we had like probably the coolest weather we've had in for an opening day in years. And I think that made everyone who owned a bow and arrow uh, like take off out in the woods which is fine it's great that, that people get out there i just wasn't expecting it so like the first three you, or four you places want them to get out there just not where you yeah not to where go. i want to go <laughs> uh, yeah so um i ended up going somewhere that i didn't didn't really want to be uh, just to kind of avoid uh, the crowd and then uh, and i hadn't been able to go back since and this the latter part of this week the weather's looking better uh, as far as a little bit cooler, but it looks like we got a lot going on. So I might it might not be this week before I get to go back. Don't you have anyways, fishing this week? Yes, I have fishing on fishing tournament on Saturday. Um, 
looking forward to that because it is supposed to be cooler weather. Um, so maybe I'll have something good to report on that. But that's pretty much, I mean, we come back from vacation and kind of hit the ground running trying to catch up. And then... Uh, Still have not caught up. Yeah. Well, I thought it was Monday and it was Thursday, so I was three days behind. <laughs> I was trying to catch <laughs> trying to catch up from for three days of stuff. Um, yeah, so here we are. And, uh, but we're... We had an interesting Sunday. We did. We, we visited did. a new church Sunday morning, which mm-hmm. was very interesting. Yeah. And then we went back to Athens Sunday night, which was really good. Yeah. So... Yeah, so we continually uh, enjoy our visits up to Athens and uh, and the people up there. That's kind of been the steady throughout this church search is um, that we when we go there, we leave feeling that we got fed with the word, uh, feeling that, um, you know, we was amongst friends and feeling uh, like we were amongst other people who have a desire to know God, uh, not just to say that they went to church so it makes makes them feel good or makes them look good, but there's people there that, that take it seriously. I just had that conversation today uh, with a guy at work, and, and some of the listeners might remember back a few weeks ago, we had um, a kayak angler on named Steve Owens, and I was speaking with him today, and he's asking me about the church search, and I, I said, it's really kind of disheartening the the number of churches we've went to that that i really don't feel like they take it seriously mm-hmm. um i mean we I, th- I think church should be enjoyable it should have fun moments in it it but should it should be more than a social gathering yeah it, you you should leave out of there desiring god and and it's kind of been disheartening um how many that we've went to and not all of them you know but but some seem to have a lot of emphasis on a lot of things other than making sure the people that are there that day are secure in eternity. Mm-hmm. That should be the utmost importance, uh, you know, is, is making Jesus known. And, and, you know, a lot of these churches, they, they want to make Jesus known, but they got so many activities going on and they got so many programs and they got so many happening happening around them that that sometimes jesus don't get brought up he don't get mentioned Mm -hmm. so but uh we're still still searching still going but as long as we we got athens um at least we're getting something every week and 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 it's really really good so um yeah so that's that's happening fishing this weekend Uh, of course church on sunday Hopefully the weather's cooling off, and um, we're going to get into the podcast now. I don't know what we've been doing for the past uh, 11, 11 minutes. 11 minutes. Sorry, yeah. y'all. But now Just we're going to get into the podcast. <laughs> if you are still with yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to start the podcast off, uh, this 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 portion of it, just by telling a Bible story. In that... Um, that it's a story we can find I, I believe it's in multiple gospels and, and i didn't even look this up just because i'm just kind of paraphrasing this story but uh the the night the day before uh jesus was crucified on the cross he had a conversation with his disciples you know over the last supper um and in in one of these conversations that day he spoke with peter 
and and he told Peter that uh, before uh, the rooster crowed that next morning, that Peter would deny him three times. Um, and if you read, you know, if you kind of put a little bit of personality into these scriptures as you're reading the words of Peter, um, I think it upset Peter. Uh, you know, it says to, he went out and wept bitterly. Yeah. Wait, but I'm I'm not at the no, same place you are. No, when when Jesus told him, when Jesus told him, yeah, and Peter's was, like, no, a, no, that's, it, not, that's happening. not happening, and you know, basically, yeah. don't you say that well, about me? I mean, me. imagine it probably hurt his feelings. Yeah, but I, I'm in the things that we kind of do know about Peter. Uh, I I would say it it, you know, he's got a little bit of a temper, mm-hmm. and I would it was, you know, I, I wish now I had had went deeper in there to see the to to be able to read the actual text, but. You know, basically, he said, "No, that's not going to happen. Don't right. say that's going to happen because it's not going to happen. I'll didn't die." Yeah, that's before. what I was going to say. Didn't he say, "I will, I will follow you to death, yeah, or I will yeah. die so, for you before that happens"? Yeah. So what you're what you're saying is just simply not true, and I'm never going to deny you. So after Jesus spoke these words to him, Peter denied that he would ever uh, do these things, that he would ever deny Jesus, and and now you're, we're talking. This was, I mean, this was coming up in less than 24 hours. This situation was going to happen. And so Jesus had told him that he would deny him before the rooster crowed that next morning. Peter adamantly said, you know, that's not happening. No way, no how. Matthew Matthew 26, verse 35, it says that Peter said, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's full commitment. Mm -hmm. I'm in to the end. Um, But then we know as um, that night in the garden uh, that they came and arrested Jesus. And um, and that's I mean, that's a story in itself of how that came to be. But anyways, they arrested him. Uh, Peter put up a fight. You know, Peter and Jesus had to calm him down. So Peter was all in. Mm -hmm. He was he was. I mean, he was ready to go. But when Jesus calmed him down and, and, and the soldiers took Jesus away, well, then Peter's still right there with him, still following behind. But then when they got into the crowd and he seen the crowd had turned against Jesus and, and that bad things were fixing to come down the, down the road here, um, then when someone in the crowd said, I know that guy, Peter, He's one of them. He's one of the followers of Jesus. Uh, the fear kicked in. The fear kicked in, and Peter denied Jesus three times. And and the awesome thing about the about reading the story is, it says as soon as he denied him the third time, the rooster crowed. Mm-hmm. And like you think, if the rooster had crowed, you know, two hours later, maybe peter wouldn't have caught wouldn't that. have realized it. yeah but it just happened the way it did so like jesus give him a a marker mm-hmm. that was going to happen and it happened exactly uh at that third time but uh we know that uh, that in the end peter was okay peter peter had a talk with jesus and, and we we can find that later in the gospels after the resurrection and uh, so, but Peter messed up. Big Peter, time. Peter said he was going to do one thing. He did another. He 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 was led by fear. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, w- he was led by that for his own life, for his own safety. Uh, Jesus knew. Jesus knew that Peter uh, was going to yeah. mess up beforehand. And uh, I just want to start us off with that because what we're going to talk with today is, is what do we do as believers when we mess up? You know, we, uh, before, I, before I was a believer, I lived a life of constant messing up. And I just accepted it, enjoyed it, however you want to say it. I, it did not bother me. But as a believer, when I make a mistake, when I do something, whether it be something that I would think major, you know, a, a lie or, a, you, you, you know, looking at something I shouldn't have looked at, or if it's just something as simple as something I knew I should have done, uh, as a follower of Christ and didn't do it, um, then those those things take on whole new meanings now. Uh, so what do we do as believers when we when we feel like we've messed up, when we've let him down? I think it's very easy to get stuck in those times when we when we come to a place where we've messed up because as as children of God, we're desiring to please him and we're desiring to follow his commandments and do the right things. But we're not always going to get it right. We're we're no. still human, and we're not always going to get it right. And that doesn't mean go and not try. Mm-hmm. But and that's where if we are trying and we mess up, then that get like it's discouraging. Yeah. Because you know, I have been trying so hard. I've been praying. I've been doing. You know. And then all of a sudden, I realize I'm. I haven't done what he told me to do. Mm-hmm. I haven't trusted like his word tells me to trust. I haven't surrendered. Uh, I let that lie go because I was afraid in the moment, you know. I I responded rudely to someone, you know. It, it, it can be anything, and we can be like, when, when that hits us, when that realization hits us that we have messed up, if we're not careful, we can just sink yeah. under that, under that, feel, that, that feeling of, of guilt and that feeling of shame and embarrassment of, and, and sometimes I think that we're even likely to just throw up our hands and say, well, I've done it this time. I've yeah. messed up. You know, now what do I do? Mm-hmm. Um, now, now, how do I get back? How do I start over? And if we're not, if we don't know how, then we just sit there. Yeah. If, we, if we don't know how to go on to move past that mistake, mm-hmm. then a lot of times I think we just quit. If we don't, because here's the thing, we're going to mess up. Like, it's going to happen. Yeah, that's a given. But if we don't know what to do after we mess up, then we're going to end up quitting. Mm-hmm. Because enough times of messing up and is going to bring enough discouragement that we're just going to throw up our hands and say, like, it's no use me even trying because I just mess up and I don't know what to do with the mess up. And so it just weighs on me. Yeah, and I can't get up from it. I, you I start, can't get up again. Yeah, when you start trying to do better than you did, but you're still, you're uh, in your mind, you're just still just thinking about when you messed up. Right. Uh, and and it's it's always there. You know, um, I I just had the thought. Uh, anyone who's been to a a little league baseball game, uh, your your five and six year old, you know, age group, has most likely seen. Uh, a little boy or a little girl go up and strike out and start crying and 
and they don't want to play no more. They mm-hmm. they they it's they're, embarrassing. they're yeah they 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 had they had these thoughts when they went up there with the bat and and no pitch it had been through and they had these thoughts of I'm going to hit it over the fence. Mm-hmm. I'm going to run to first base and then you get strike 1, strike 2, strike 3 and then the umpire tells you that you don't have any more tries. You're out. You've got to go back to the dugout. Well, they start crying. They're upset. They're they think that's it. They 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 don't get no more tries. And and at that point, a lot of little boys and little girls just get back and say, "I don't want to play no more. They I'm done. Leave. Yeah, I'm. I want to go home now. I don't want to do this." And 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 that's a that's a to me that's a perfect illustration of of as a believer, especially as a new believer, you come in and you're thinking. I'm a Christian now. I'm fixing to go change the world. Yeah. I'm going. Everybody's going to know about Jesus when they see me. They're going to say, "Oh, you know, Jesus is real." Because look yeah. at look at how they're acting now. And then all of a sudden, something happens, and they look just like they did before. Mm-hmm. They react. And somebody just the way they sees yeah. them when that happens. And then that that mindset comes in of, "I'm not." I guess I struck out, and now I'm upset. I want to go back to the dugout and get my stuff and just go back just to where I came out. from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that that whole thought process is why we're here today, because I feel like it. we we feel like it's so important for for believers, whether you're a new believer or you've been in this for a while, you need to know that strike three does not mean, is not final. No. Failure, yeah, failure is not I final. I didn't get to in that story, and I, I know I'm interrupting you, but I didn't get to that story because most likely the next inning or two, it's going to be your turn to bat again in that mm-hmm. you know in that little league game, and then all of a sudden they got another they got another opportunity to go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. The and and here's the thing: if if they lose that entire game, there's going to be another game. Mm-hmm. Like it's failure is not final. I mean, we can go all the way back to the Garden of Eden when Eve messed up so horribly. Thanks a lot, Eve, um, and we'll and ruined <laughs> ruined the whole world. You know, like brought sin into the world because she listened, and 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 we give her a hard time. But come on, like it's very we, believable. We've, we've done much worse. Exactly. Yeah. Um, she she just listened to some quote logical reasoning. Mm-hmm. you know and and but in her in her choice it resulted in sin and ruining the whole entire world and you look at that mistake and you're like man that was a that was a big one that was a big deal yeah but god shows up and says that there's a seed promised mm-hmm. and so it, from from genesis from the very beginning the very first mistake which was colossal God shows up and said, there's a seed coming that's going to bruise the head of the serpent. So your failure is not final. This is not the end here. And you can see that over and over and over and over in in just Bible stories. You look at Abraham, you look at Jacob. Jacob messed up a lot. (laughs) You you know, you look at you look at uh, Moses and Aaron and you, you know, you look at the Israelites like they still can't get it right. Don't look at the the sons of Aaron, though. Terrible example. 
just that's a whole other topic. There's so many. I mean, I read in in my school today. I I was reading through the uh, book of Jonah in my textbook today about the book of Jonah, and that's another example. A failure is not final. It's mm-hmm. not over. And jo- Jonah's failure was purposeful failure. Oh yes, like he, like he chose to do it. Yeah, he done everything he could to do the wrong thing, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and, and I th- I feel like for the most part, um, and maybe I'm speaking a little bit out of place here, but I, I feel like for the most part that a lot of times as believers, the things that we mess up on, they're not purposeful. Right. We didn't set out to do that. Now, we might get to a place of anger or a place of hurt where we where all of a sudden we get a mindset of, I just don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm going to react this way. I'm going to say this. And I'm, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. And, and, and you know, that's a... The I don't care a, is a dangerous place to yeah, be Yeah, that was exactly the words I was going to say. It's a dangerous place to be. But there there's still somewhere to go from there. And, I, I right. you know, I, I don't think we need to talk about this topic without saying without talking about where do we go right that what do you do when you've 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 made that commitment to to jesus you're doing you know like i said you're you're ready you're in the game you're planning on hitting a home run and you you strike out three times yeah (laughs) now what do you now what do we do what's the bible tells us that we can do so the first thing that comes to mind on this is, is what do I do? You like we we've, we've been saying that failure isn't final, but it feels final. Yeah. So now what? In First John, um, I recommend reading all of chapter one and all of chapter two. While you're at it, just read the whole book. It's five chapters. You can do it. I was going to say but, you can read all uh, three <laughs> of the epistles of John. First John, Second John. They're, True. You can read them in no time. Um, but I'm going to pick out two verses in particular. Um, one in verse in chapter one and one in chapter two, but first John chapter one, verse nine says, if we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, he is faithful and just true to his own nature and promises. And he will forgive our sins and cleanse us. Note this word, dramatic pause, cleanse us continually Mm. from all unrighteousness. Our wrongdoing, everything not in conformity with his will and purpose. There is such, that's where you go. That's why failure isn't final. Because Jesus died on the cross and paid the penalty for every failure and every sin and every shortcoming. And everything that we're not conformed into his image yet. He paid that price. And then he died, he was buried, and he rose again, declaring it powerless. And so when we fall under that power again in our lives, to us it is final. In in our own strength, it it feels final. But when we go to him who has conquered it, Mm -hmm. it says he is faithful and just to forgive. All we have to do is go to him and and freely admit. Freely admit, I haven't trusted you like I should have. I responded wrongly. I, you know, whatever whatever the situation is, whatever that mistake is, all we have to do is go to him and talk to him about mm-hmm. it. Like, it's that simple. There's no there's no great formula. You don't have to go confess to a priest. You don't have to, you know, go call all of your friends and confess to all of your friends, you know, and, and face that embarrassment. All you have to do is get alone with the one who paid the price for that sin and say, hey, I need you. Yeah. Because I just messed up again. And it says that he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us continually. continually. That means it's not going to stop, no. y'all. 
every time that we mess up, every time we make a mistake, every time that we fail to do something that we should have done, we can go to him and there is a continual flow. There is a continual cleansing available. And literally the only thing we have to do is go and tell him. That's right. Yeah. It's, there's not a, a big secret to Mm-mm. it. Um, yeah. And that, as you was, as you was saying that I had a, I had a really good thought and now it has slipped my mind. <laughs> okay. Well, let me continue. <laughs> okay. <Just> continue. <laughs> Maybe so, it'll come back. <laughs> First John, uh, chapter two. Uh, verse 1 it says my little children I'm writing you these things so that you will not sin and violate God's law so that brings in that we're not saying just go out and do whatever you want that that it's okay to just sin and whatever in Romans it says uh, that God forbid that grace would give us freedom to sin Um, but it says if anyone sins so I'm not writing this stuff for you to just go out and do whatever you want But if it happens, if you sin, we have an advocate who will intercede with, uh, who will intercede for us with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, the upright, the just one who conforms to the Father's will in every way, purpose, thought, and action. And he is the propitiation for our sin. The atoning sacrifice that holds back the wrath of God that would otherwise be directed at us because of our sinful nature. That is that's the answer mm-hmm. we go to him we have that advocate we have that mediator because he stands between our mistakes and god the father and he said i've paid for this one and all we have to do is is go to him and acknowledge that acknowledge that mm-hmm. we have sinned and uh the pastor that i grew up under he used to say keep your account short and yeah. he used to talk about that that even if you you're not aware of it even if even if you're not aware that you did something wrong, like it's you can offend somebody and never even know about it. Yeah. So even if you don't know about it, just to go to him and say, if I've done anything, and that it made me think of that because of how it says in in conformity to his will, anything that's outside of anything about me, my attitude, my actions, my facial expressions, anything about me that's not conformed to his perfect will. Some of those things I'm going to know, and some of those things I'm not going to know about. Yeah, exactly. But to go to him, and and this is going to sound bad, but for lack of a better word, take advantage of the advocate that I have. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of that, that he has paid that price, and he has called me his own, and I have somewhere to go when I mess up, and, and know and that he paid to, the price. It's hard to take advantage uh, the way that we think of take advantage of someone, it's hard to take advantage of of someone as in Jesus when he's actually there waiting on you to, to, right. to get like, there. I'm you glad know? you finally showed up. Yeah. Like, I've been waiting yeah. on this. Uh, exactly. Before I get to, to my point there, I do want to say, as you, you read your last scripture and you said, there's the answer. And I just want to point that out, that where where you found the answer was in, in the Bible, was mm-hmm. in his word. And and that's one thing as we're talking about what do you do when you mess up, that's that's way up on the list is is go to his word, go to his word. You will find you'll find peace in there. Um, but you'll find instruction. You know you know we're we're not we're not supposed to live in guilt. We're not supposed to walk in guilt. Those are the things that we took to the cross. We're not supposed to do that. But you know too many times we let the guilt. 
weigh on us. We worry about our failures. We worry about the things that we've come up short on, the the mess-ups, as we say. But I just wanted to throw this out there, that if you're going to feel guilty, now remember, I said we're not really supposed to be walking in guilt, but if you're going to feel guilty, instead of feeling guilty about your mess-up, I think we should feel more guilty that that we're assuming that the sacrifice that Jesus made was was just a one-time thing or the sacrifice that Jesus made isn't big enough to correct the mistake that to I just made that that's that's more uh convicting to me is if I say you know I messed up I, I had strike three I'm out I just want to go quit because I just can't get this right well I I, I never get it right but he right. got it right so Unless I'm discrediting what Jesus done and the power of the blood that has cleansed me and, and can continually forgive me. Now, you know, you, you should see, as, and read through First John again, you should see evidence that, that you are walking with him. Right. So it's not saying, well, I, I'm still, you know, doing all the things I want to do and I'm still watching pornography and I'm still you know, cussing, and I'm still, you know, doing, being vulgar, and, and you know, just whatever you, you want to add in there, that's not the case, because if that's the case, then you got a whole nother problem, but if you're, if you're truly wanting to please God, and you mess up, then, then don't ever think that what Jesus done was a one-time thing, and you can't, get, you can't get forgiven for that. I just had a an image pop in my mind when you said that I'm never going to get it right, but he got it right already. Mm-hmm. Of just picturing Jesus standing before the Father and me like cowering behind him. You know, like when you don't want somebody to take a picture of you and so you hide behind the tall person, mm-hmm. you know. Or, or maybe if you, as a child, you felt threatened or you, there was somebody that you weren't comfortable around. So you like hid behind your parent or somebody that you trusted and you just kind of cowered and like, you know, like peeked just a little bit of, you know, around the edge yeah. of them, you know, still see me? <laughs> and, and just kind of like pretended not to be there. Yeah. And that, that, that image just popped in my head of just of cowering behind him as he stands before the father interceding for me. And that when, when God, not that God can't see me, but when he looks my direction, he sees Jesus. Yeah. And he sees the price has already been mm-hmm. been paid. And that, like, first of all, I love that idea. But I'm also thinking, like, in, in my day-to-day, I want to make sure that I'm staying there. I want to make sure that I'm staying behind him as he, as he stands for me and as he intercedes for me and as he stands in the gap for me because he paid for me. I want to make sure that I'm not willfully just running around doing whatever, you know, outside of his will, but that I'm making sure that I'm staying under the blood, that I'm making sure that I'm staying in his covering for me. Yeah. And staying behind him, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Absolutely. I mean, it's it, it, comes, it comes down to faith in knowing that he is who he said he is. He did what he said he did, and, and his blood covered us as it, he says it would. Um, and that anything that we do, you know, it, it comes down to that, as you said, it, it, in your verses you read there, he, he's just waiting on us to, 
to come. Mm-hmm. He's already there. Yeah, to it come and confess say, it and then move on. It doesn't say on. if you sin, then there might be an advocate if you wait a few, like there's paperwork mm-hmm. and, you know, there's yeah. like red tape you yeah, got to we'll go through. Yeah, we'll let, we'll you, let know. you know. We'll let you know if there's a, a ruling no. in your direction. But no. it says if anyone sins, we have. Yeah. We already have. He yeah. is already there interceding for us. He is already there. Mm-hmm. The price has already been paid. And all we have to do is go to him. That's literally all we have to do. We don't have to try to fix it. We don't have to try to cover it up. We don't have to try to, we don't, we don't have to sit in it. All we have to do is go to him. And, and I think it's Psalm 62 says, pour out your heart to him. Yeah. That, that's it. That's the only requirement. And I, I say this, if you're listening to this and, and you're relating to this, that you have done something and conviction has set in on you and you feel terrible because you feel like you let God down then I'm saying congratulations because I, I what was it two weeks two or three weeks yeah. ago we we had a podcast on conviction on conviction and we said that conviction can be a wonderful thing mm-hmm. so if you're if you're listening to this and you're thinking yeah I feel that I feel like I've I've let him down well then you know congratulations because you're in a relationship with God that that is that is that is great proof that you love him Mm -hmm. and that he loves you because you're feeling the conviction that he's allowing you to feel because y'all are in a relationship together so take that and and build on it find encouragement in your conviction that you feel bad about a mistake because if you didn't feel bad about it there's a huge problem right your relationship is struggling but when you feel bad about it then then and rejoice. Run to, run to him. Exactly. So, um, I think, yeah, we're about out of time. So, that went by very quickly. Uh, we will be leaving in the uh, fast food orders uh, story. So, we got the whole, I mean, it's, you know, it's just so hard to edit it out. Right. So He is lying again. <laughs> Y'all pray for him. Hey, we just want to say thank you for listening and uh, and share this with somebody that might could, you know, find encouragement in it. And until next time, keep Jesus center stage in your life.